Welcome to the Goalie Mindset Podcast. My name is Pete Fry, the Goalie Mindset Guy, and my purpose is to help goalies have a dominating goalie career. Welcome everyone to the Goalie Mindset Podcast. My name is Pete Fry, the Goalie Mindset Guy. I'm excited to have on here today the great Tyler Plant. Did I pronounce your last name right, Tyler? Yeah, Plant. It's I get I get Plant a lot, so it was refreshing to hear the, the proper pronunciation there. <laughs> Tyler had a phenomenal professional career as a goaltender and also is now is has a great career as a coach. In fact, he coached the number one goalie ranked at the NHL draft last year. Carson Bjornsson is one of Tyler's uh, prodigies with the Brandon Weekings. He's also the Brandon Weekings goalie coach. And we're going to hear some great stuff about and so some ups and downs maybe in Tyler's career and some great stuff with his coaching as well. Tyler, thanks for coming on, my friend. Uh, I met you live at the NHL draft in, in Nashville this year, and and it's just, it's just been great to know you. Yeah, thanks for having me, Pete. Uh, like you said, it was the first time uh, we had officially met. I know we had talked on the phone before, but I've been following your stuff for a few years here, so it was uh, nice to put a face to a name. Okay, fantastic. And by the way, Tyler is much more than, than what I'm saying. He's also an entrepreneur. Right, successful realtor, uh, real estate business owner, entrepreneur. So there's there's a lot more. And this this fifteen to twenty minutes we're going to have on the podcast is not going to do it justice for Tyler. We're only going to talk about one or two things. But um, excited to have you on. Thanks a lot. Excited to be here. So let let's dive right into it. Let's dive right into it. Let's. When did you start playing goal? How old were you? Well, I start. I probably started a little later than most nowadays. I mean, back when we started playing, it was hey, you play halftime and and you play halftime and goal and halftime out, right? You wanted to be a good skater, and I, I don't think my father had fully committed to believing that I was a goaltender, as he was a defenseman and uh, didn't want one of us crazies in in his family. But uh, inevitably, it it happened, and I think he realized it when he was actually playing professional hockey and he brought me out on the ice and told a couple of players to shoot it high and hard to uh, try and scare me out and he said I I knew I was I knew I was in one when you were putting your head towards the puck so I think he uh, he realized that he had a goalie and uh, I think I want to say I made the full-time switch when I was about 12 years old so a little bit older than you know and, and again I, I'd been playing a lot of goal prior to that uh, but you know I would I would throw the player skates on as well and, and go out and uh, try and get a few goals anyway that, that 12 years old billy ranford the same thing didn't start yeah. he was he was 12 years old exact there's not a lot of guys that that start that late that is impressive where, where did your dad play your dad played professionally where'd your dad play well he was kind of a journeyman i mean he was he played uh with brandon weekings here as well so i'd kind of follow him in that route and uh then he went on to play professionally he was drafted by the maple leafs and uh had a quick cup of coffee there, and then uh, it was a little bit of a globetrotter, and we kind of followed him all around uh, Europe, Germany, Switzerland, Austria, England. Uh, so we had quite a different childhood, and uh, you know, we we'd followed around and played as much hockey as we could. But as you know, in some of those countries, it was a little bit limited in in uh, comparison to what we were doing here in Canada. So it was a big eye opener when I had we had finally moved back. And when we moved back, I was in grade seven, and I was uh, just just had switched before that to full-time goaltender. So it was a, had to play a little bit of catch up when I got home. Let's say that. <laughs> okay. There you go. Have you, I get to ask this again. Have you ever met Bill Ranford? Uh, no, I don't believe so. No. 
Okay, because you guys have a lot in common because his dad was in the army, not at first off, he was in the army, so he was playing hockey in Germany. Oh, okay. So you know he's playing in different areas. That's why, okay, I will not bring Bill Ranford up. Bill's an awesome guy, (laughs) but I just just had to ask that. That, A lot of comparisons. And Mm -hmm. what years did your dad play in Brandon? Oh, you're testing me here. Uh, this would be a good. Did he play with Hextall or before or after? <laughs> he played with Hextall. I believe he played just minor hockey with uh, Ron as well. Uh, they were close friends growing up. I was I was fortunate enough to I got to go to Ron's uh, Stanley Cup party in Onanol when he was uh, brought at home with LA. So it was pretty interesting. And uh, another notable on that team would be Ray Ferraro. That that was his, Cam's era. So he was uh, amongst those okay. uh, weekend greats. So. I might have played against your dad. Oh, well. Possibly. Possibly. Didn't yeah, yeah. He was a defenseman, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, fantastic. Uh, what What was a time when you, all of a sudden, you took goaltending seriously? What age were you at when all of a sudden you're like, man, this is it. This is me. Uh, well, you know what? I think it was my second year peewee heading into Bantam when I started to really understand, like I grew up in Brandon in the summers and I knew who the Wheat Kings were. Um, I, when I first got back here, I, I really, really got into it watching goaltenders and I thought, geez, that would be really neat if I could be one of those guys. So, you know, I had the poster on the wall, everything I did was Wheat Kings, Wheat Kings, Wheat Kings. We had, you know, Jamie Hodson, Joe Mark Cruz, Robin McVicker. Uh, these guys ahead of me that I got to watch and then, you know, guys in the league, even when before I was entering, you had the Josh Hardings, the Cam Wards. I was like, boy, I'd really like to be one of these guys. And I, I started to really bear down heading into my uh, my second year PE, heading into the Bantam, which was uh, my draft year. So um, that's when things definitely escalated to more than just practicing hard, you know, getting to the off ice and uh, the mental aspects of it, et cetera. Got it. Got it. And during that time, is there like, is what, what would be the biggest adversity you can remember, you can remember as far as maybe not making a team you wanted to make or, or not, not playing a game you wanted to play or. Well, I mean, jumping past that a little bit, I had been drafted. I, I reached my goal of getting drafted to the Wee Kings and I was very excited about that. And because, uh, you know, as you know, you go to the Western League draft, any any one of the teams can draft you. And I was fortunate enough for the Wheat Kings to have drafted me. That's all I wanted. So I was very, uh, very pleased with that. And after my draft year, I was trying out for the AAA, uh, the AAA, well, not midget anymore, the U18 AAA team. And unfortunately, I, I didn't make the team. Uh, I fell short and it was very discouraging. And I remember going to my first, uh, my first double A practice, um, and I was just unhappy. And I told my dad, I said, "Hey, listen, I really want to try and and be in this league. I want to try to uh, get to the next level. I feel like I'm capable, and I, I want to expedite this." So, uh, my parents bless them. They found a team for me with Central Plains. It was Central Plains Capitals. It was about an hour and ten drive, and they they hammered it out for me that year. Uh, we were very bad. We were a very bad team. It was. Uh, it was pretty funny. We started the year 0-9, um, heading into Brandon to play the 9-0 Brandon Weekings, the, the U18 team. And that was actually our first win we had got that year. I definitely found another level for that game. And uh, You came and beat the team. You, you beat the we, team. We came and beat, beat the team. And, and we came Whoa. and beat the team. And it, was, it was pretty exciting. And I'm not going to say we continued to win after that. It wasn't one of those stories. Uh, we definitely... Uh, we're a seller, a seller dweller, but uh, it was it was very rewarding for me. But 
Further to that, I didn't really uh, hold a chip on my shoulder towards the team. Uh, very fortunate uh, that I tried out for the team again the next year. And with this, with that team, uh, who had actually gone on to win the year prior, we had actually gone on with the lesser team the year after to win a TELUS Cup, the first ever in Manitoba. So it was... Uh, Pretty rewarding experience going from, you know, when you're thinking an all-time low, you, you talk about riding the roller coaster of hockey. Okay, I'm drafted to the team. I've always wanted to be drafted to. Fantastic. Okay, I can't make the U18 team in my hometown. Okay, I'm on the bottom team in the U18 league. Then right around the corner, I mean, I, I found myself and playing on a bad team as, as uh, lots of us can over our career. You can find yourself getting used to losses. Mm-hmm. And I remember bad saying don't get used to losing give your team a chance to win every night and that's all you can do so i kept that mentality that's powerful that, that, wow we, we gotta i gotta stop you for a sec that is power so for goalies out there that are on teams that are not winning can you say what you said again that was that that is a winner's mentality right there yeah so my my father didn't want me to get used to losing so he said do not get used to losing do whatever you can every night to give your team a chance to win and that's what that's what you can control you can control nice. that. So I carried that mindset throughout that year. And I, I actually believe that I got more confident from that year carrying that mindset. Because when I got back onto a team that, uh, you know, could produce, I was very comfortable. I was used to being facing a lot of adversity. And now all of a sudden, I, I'm put into a situation. So I felt like uh, that was definitely guidance from my parents. They They helped me through. I could have easily turned the switch and just you know, had a loser mentality and uh, they, they tried to instill not that. And I, I felt that that built a lot of confidence for me heading into that year after. That's huge. That's huge question. The game that you went and you beat the team mm-hmm. that you didn't make. Yes. You beat your, you beat your Brandon team. What did you learn about you, about what you had when you did that? Well, I, you know, it is funny. I just, I, it was the first time and everyone had always said hockey, anyone can beat anyone. It's a beautiful game. I wasn't feeling that the first nine games of the season. That was the first time that I truly believed that, Hey, anyone can steal a game. Anyone can beat anyone. And I, and it made me believe that hockey was a beautiful game that an underdog can, can do these things in the game. Cause you see a lot of other sports, you know, the, the big teams that'll hammer down on the little guys. And it was, it was pretty, it was pretty inspiring to know that, no matter what situation you're in, you can make a difference and impact uh, your teammates in a, in a certain way. So that that's huge. That's huge. Do you want more shutouts? There's nothing more powerful than my private Zoom coaching to help you perform better to get more shutouts. Check it out at PeteFry.net. Okay, so from there, I'm gonna I'm gonna start to 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 jump forward a little bit here. We we'll be here for a day. I could stay here for days talking yeah. about this. this is we're gonna we'll have to have you on again because I don't think we're gonna get through exactly what we what we wanna we want to get through. So from there, your transition to the Western Hockey League. What what's the biggest advice you would give to goaltenders that are gonna transition into being a major junior goaltender? Well, I mean, there's two there's two different sides of it because I had the side where I was trying to get to it, and I have the advice I give to the uh, the stu- the goaltenders coming in. When I was 
I, I, I'm just going to say it. We didn't have a lot of mental training and, and stuff you're doing as right now, which I think is fantastic. And I wish I would have had it earlier in my career. Um, I'm just going to be pretty blatant and say, I was, I was pretty cocky. And I, I believe that was one of my strengths. I went into the season knowing I was going to be the starting goalie, knowing I was going to do these things. And, um, you know, I, I would say that I didn't always behave in a way that I wish I would have, uh, based on a little bit of a cocky behavior. But at the same time, I believe that's what drove me. I wanted to be the best at all times. I wanted to be the starting goalie. I wanted to be a 17 year old starter. I wanted to, I just come off winning. I wanted that feeling again. Uh, we made it all the way to the finals, uh, my 17 year old year we lost and I st I'm still bitter about it. Uh, but, <laughs> but it's, uh, it's one of those things that, uh, I, I believe that going in with, like you teach a good self-belief system. And again, we weren't coached on that. So, but I, I can reflect and, and truly say that there was no one who believed in me more than myself, regardless of whether I was coached on that or not. And I, I believe that that's, that's very important. And I, I reflect back to having coached a, a guy like uh, Logan Thompson in, in the Wheat Kings. He was a, he was funny enough. He kind of reminded me of, of myself a little bit because he didn't want to take no for an answer. And he had that swagger to him. And I, I've always admired a confidence in a goal. I never want to take a confidence away. You can direct it and bend it to go. So they're not coming off too arrogant or being a bad teammate. That's not what we mean at all. But I, I definitely, you want to see a goaltender that protrudes confidence and, and uh, bend that and, and, and nurture that a little bit more. So it's, uh, that's a guy I can think of off the top of my head that, that, ha that exuded confidence and, and uh, that definitely reflected in his play. Yes. Yes. And, and you know that what you said right there, I think every goalie and goalie coaches are usually, usually pretty good. Every goalie coach needs to hear that. Every goalie coach needs to hear that. More importantly, every head coach of a hockey team needs to hear that. Cause how many times you know, goalie might have confidence, but then, then the, the head coaches saying something or doing something to, to take that away as opposed to build on it. Cause that sounds like that was that was the number one biggest biggest thing was just to have that confidence, that arrogance, that cockiness, wh whatever it is. But that that at the end of the day, it comes down to the belief in yourself, and 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 you had that, and that sounds like that was the X factor, so to speak. Absolutely, and I, and I believe that there was definitely a time in my young pro career where I I lost some of that. I want to say I'm not going to blame anyone directly, but there was definitely a point where I felt a little beat down earlier in my career. And, uh, you know, some negative things continued to happen. And, and I kind of lost that swagger again. It wasn't it wasn't until I started hearing these stories about positive thinking and implementing these things into my life after the game that I wish I would have known sooner because I've seen nothing but success post-career with them. And if you could just have that base to get back to, to say, okay, well, I believe that I got to be because of, you know, my self-belief, then I would get back and, and reset. But at the time, you know, you, you, you get down, you, you're a human being, yeah. right? And yep. uh, it, it's, it's good that uh, there's things like this in place to have that, that, that erase, get back to basics, get back to self-belief and, and uh, really map out where you see yourself going. Yeah. Well, that's exactly why I do what I do, right? Cause I, like, I, I was a mess when I played, if I, if I look back at it, and so I didn't have that. Sometimes I did, but not near as much as I didn't have that that swagger like, like you had there. That that is everything, 
right? Absolutely. I go like up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down. Yeah. Powerful. Anything else you want to talk about or you want to go over? I, I want to I want to throw it to you because we're we're, we're going to run, run out of time here. So anything else you want to talk about or you want to go over? I, I would just say that, you know, like I said, I I had wished this would have been around when, when I was young. And I truly mean that. And I, I had the pleasure of being coached by uh, Rob Tallis, who was a, a fantastic goalie coach in Florida. Uh, you know, I would consider him a mentor because I had him as a young pro for a majority of my start of my career. And, and it's funny because I had, had been coached by him. And, you know, again, we, there wasn't a lot of mental coaching, even when I was a young pro. And he really inspired me in my retirement. And what I mean by that is I went to a thing called network goaltending. Um, it was down in Madison, Wisconsin, and I had him speak and uh, he was a guest speaker and he told me about how he'd set his goals and how he had written them on the wall and, you know, and, and this, all of these things that this positive mindset, everything that you're preaching and all of his things started to happen. So I said, you know what, I, I got to look into this. And I, I started to do these things in my post-professional life to my new professions. And wouldn't you know it, the power of positivity, everything that I've set out to do, I've accomplished. So, you know, woulda, coulda, shoulda, I wish I would have had something like this. Instead, but I, I couldn't be more of a believer in the positive mindset. And it's funny because I actually, you know, found grew to find out that you and Rob had a relationship from, you know, when you're when you're younger years. And and he's uh, the first goalie I ever did the confidence anchoring on. Yeah. First, well, there you go. Goal. There you go. It's so it's funny how it kind of came full circle. But what I would yeah. say to, to anyone listening is don't lose your swagger, don't lose your confidence. Uh, that is what keeps pucks out of the net. Not everyone plays goaltending the same. Uh, you know, I've I don't know if there's been a year. Well, the, you two of your clients, Carson Bjarnson and Yuri Patera, were on the ice with me the other day before they had gone to their training camps. They couldn't be more opposite goaltenders in what they do on the ice, and they both keep pucks out of the net. They're both very confident. They're both very humble. But they're both very confident in their trade because they work hard and they reset and they do all the things that you preach. I, I would definitely say that you can. When I first started doing stuff, talking to myself, telling myself, writing stuff down, don't be too cool. Don't, don't, you're going to feel silly sometimes. You're going to feel silly, but do it and believe it and, and move forward and, and just believe in the process because, uh, I can't say I've seen anything but positive results since I've had it. And I wish I, I think that everyone listening is very fortunate that they have stuff like this in place. That's huge. It's funny you say that. I remember Jeff Glass, right? When we first started working together, it was, he was like, kind of like, whoa, well, should I, or is this too silly or whatever? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's awesome. That's powerful stuff. Tyler, thanks for coming on, my friend. We're, we're definitely going to have to have you back on again, probably a whole bunch more times, right? We don't have near enough time to cover what we want to. You, you do a spectacular job. Uh, goalies are fortunate to, to, to work with you. And do you want to, do you want to give a little bit uh, of of the the academy the the name of the the I want to make sure we get the name right of the the academy in Brandon for for sure uh, obviously I coach the Brandon Wheat Kings and then uh, I, I consult with WCHA Western Canada okay. WCHA yeah okay hey Yuri's calling me right now <laughs> oh there's Yuri okay I'll I'll put him on awesome. ice. That's where Yuri was trained in the summer. There's a there's a coach there, Colin McGill, who you met down in Nashville as well. Actually, yep. funny enough, Colin was uh, I was part of the hiring process there, and we 
solidified most of it when we were down in Nashville. And uh, I know that he's a big believer now and you guys have connected. And I know that he's doing the mind mapping and all the stuff with you right now. And I know he has aspirations to to do big things in hockey. And, and I'm here to help him as well. And if I can help my, my passion at this point in my life is, is helping get people to the next level. And, and, you know, better than anyone, uh, Pete, that, uh, generally I, I push them your way when they want to get to that next level to try and, uh, build that self-belief for sure. Awesome. Well, thanks a lot, Tyler. Thanks for coming on my friend. You, you, you are powerful. Pete Fry, the Goalie Mindset Guy. This is Goalie Mindset Podcast. We're honored to have on here today guest Tyler Plant. Tyler, thanks a lot, my friend. Thanks for coming on. We'll have you back on again soon. Thanks for having me.